This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. It's a happening Monday here on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We got you ready here for the next hour. We got you covered. We going to have some fun because all we do is win, win, win. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know that if you're a Tide fan, you had a great, I mean, an absolutely great weekend. And what a great game. What a great atmosphere. And... I'm Bryant Denny Stadium rocking late on into the night with the lights and everything else. It was, it was, it was really happening. Uh, great, great atmosphere, great scene. So we'll get you ready uh, to talk about that. Hear from you on this manic Monday. We'll take your phone calls 205 342 9904. That's what we do. We take it to the people. Love to hear your thoughts on the ball game and uh, and other games. A lot of good football happening uh, on the weekend. NFL as well. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that towards the end with Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, what about C.J. Stroud, eh? Uh, a rookie quarterback breaking records. We can talk about that later on in the program. But I know. I got you. We feel you. It's all about the tide. It's all about Alabama football. Getting a big win over LSU, putting the 40 piece up there, 42 28. I told you last week I felt like they needed to be in the 40s. Uh, they need to at least get 40. They did just that. They held LSU to 28 points. Phenomenal offensive uh, effort, making some adjustments in the second half. Uh, for Kevin Steele and T-Rob, we'll talk about that. Jalen Miro, another record night for him. Not throwing the football, but running the football. So we'll talk about that. The the uh, Tommy Reach factor going against his old coach and Brian Kelly of Notre Dame. Uh, making some adjustments during the bye week. We'll get into some of that. Uh, we'll give you our players of the game. So we got a lot to get into in such a short period of time. Uh, because I really would love to be on this thing for a couple of hours, two or three hours, talking uh, about this game. Because there's so many important factors, but let's get right to it. On the other side, down in Tuscaloosa, down in T-Town, two-time national champion, captain of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Christian Miller, and Justin Jones hanging out in the studio, him and Noah over there off Skyland Boulevard. I was hanging out over there off Skyland uh, this past weekend, just uh, Starbucks, my favorite stop, Walmart, uh, all that, so I'm big, I'm big on Skyland Boulevard, just not after midnight, guys, because I went to get some gas after midnight, 
I didn't feel too comfortable. Just saying. <laughs> After midnight. Baby, happy Monday. Let me stop. Happy Monday. What's up, guys? Well, well, you know that that is right around the area where they had that that standoff. Remember, where our, our show, our great show, was interrupted to do the play-by-play of the standoff situation over uh, at that motel or whatever was going on. Glad that ended, you know, in a safe manner, so to speak. But yeah, that that's where that was. So that doesn't surprise me. You felt that way, but you'll be fine, man. But I'm sure people might be eyeing that suburban at night, so you <laughs> might want to be a little cautious of your surroundings. Nice little suburban you'd be rolling in, but. Um, Man, it feels good this morning, you know, first of all, coming off a big win. And uh, I went to the gym this morning. I, I, I've gotten back to going to the gym before the show, and I love it. Love every bit of it. Kind of get my day rolling. I've been feeling really good. Um, I'm telling you, you need it. I, I told you, I went, you said you need to get back in the gym. I'm telling you, you need, I, I'm urging you to do it, man. You, you had the whole 55 before 55. I know a lot of things kind of been going on, but um, I'm, I'm encouraging you to get back on your on your game plan because you, you had a nice little rhythm going a little bit yeah um so may, maybe you can do like 55 before i don't know well, before christmas when? is like well that's probably too soon i mean i was going to say christmas or new year's but I, that's you know i don't think you have enough time right um yeah i'm not 50 pounds i can do i can maybe do, 25 uh, before I, the I 25th can do 20. maybe 20 yeah 25 before the 25th what about that no too soon? No, how about 24 before 24? What? Wait, I mean... That's, 24, that's that means the, the end of the thing. year. 24 before the year 24. I mean, yeah, I get that. Okay, that sounds better. It's the same thing, though. I said 25 before the 25th, which would be... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 24 before now 24. Now give me a couple extra days or so. It's actually one less day, but one less pound. Anyway, yeah, so oh, we'll, we'll get true. you on that. <laughs> no, it's more days. So, because I, I said 24 pounds before the year 2024. Which oh, goes oh you're January. right. I'm thinking the 24th. My bad. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm, I'm the smart I'm all one over here. the place. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. At least but, I got uh, street, street smarts, not book smarts. Yeah, I might have you on the book smart category. No, you win that. I mm-hmm. give you that. I, I mean, you know, just keep me eligible. Keep me at a 2.0. I don't need to be Kumakalati and 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 hold up, hold up, no, no, no. You know, you all you all you do is you you go on and preach about I want to be the best excellence. at everything I do. Why? Yeah, excellence. Yeah, you, you always preach a standard of excellence. Yeah. Why don't that apply I to do. the classroom for you though? But two point oh, that's a C, dog. Where I came from, I Whoa, mean, I, I are you sure that's I, a C? Yeah, two point oh is a C. Brother, that's a, that, you, you you're on the fringe of failing, man. I don't know about that. Two point oh is a C. And that keeps you eligible. But I was a scholar athlete, by the way, so just check my resume since we're going to, you know, dabble swing. Dude, are you really you know, going to get on this show and lie? Are you really going to choose to lie on a Monday morning? Bro, scholar I was a two-time a two scholar. Point, and, a 2.0 yeah. is not a scholar athlete, dude. What no, grade no, no, scale no, no, were you no, 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 no. I'm saying I was, though. I'm just tripping, joking right now. Just keep me eligible. But I was a 3.0 for two years when I applied myself. I was a three point something two time uh so listen man i came from i came from proposition 48 and a lot of people may not even know what prop 48 is right so when i came to the usc the university of south carolina by the way which i'm right here at the ops operation center right now at usc the gamecocks um i came from a prop 48 kid that didn't make high enough on my sat to sit out my freshman year I mean, I can 
I could do everything, but I couldn't play in the games, right? So the next two years, I made scholar-athlete. So which means you had to have like a 3-0 or 2-9, something like that. But they put your name up in the facility. Yeah, I made it two times in a row. So that's where I came from. That's my background, dog. I came from that to not flunking. I told you, Miss was telling you that I failed theater and speech because I was so f- afraid to talk to people. Ain't talk in front of people, even though I came from a family that sang and spoke and did speeches in churches. I, I hated public speaking. I failed. I, I got so scared I didn't even go to class. I went to Likewise. class, but I, I sat outside of class <laughs> talking to the girls. <laughs> and, and so... Um, so I came from that. So people saying I was a dummy to to where I'm at today. So so I was kind of, I'm just saying, you know, if you're eligible, that's a 2.0. But for me, even if I got 2.0, that was, hey, I stayed in school. That was a big thing. So you went in the books. I'm not as smart as you. And I tell people I'm not smart at all. I'm not, I mean, I'm smart, but I'm not like <laughs> Kumilati smart and all this stuff. But, you know, when it comes to street smarts, when it comes to doing certain things, you know, I got some good ability. So that's all I'm saying, player. That's fair. Well, well let, yeah. me, let me tell you this, though. There's one guy who's looking pretty smart Saturday evening. That's Tommy Reese. I yeah. thought he had a great game plan. And we can go ahead and dive into yeah, that. Travis, look, yeah, I mean, go ahead. We, we, talk, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, our post-game reactions on our show over on YouTube. So if you haven't mm-hmm. checked that out, we went live yesterday since it was such a late finishing game on Saturday. So go ahead and... Go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge right now. We do. Uh, we're going to start doing. I think Tuesdays. We already do Thursdays, and we also we're, do a post game. We're not show. committing just yet, but yeah. We're yeah, but but we're going to add another day in there. But if you if you haven't mm-hmm. been over there, you need to go check it out because it's really good stuff. Plus, you can see mm-hmm. our pretty faces over there, right? It's on YouTube. We got our videos. Yours, you going. couldn't like see me last time. night because I was in the dark. They like saving time in it. <laughs> it. It did get a little dark on you, brother. But but you were in the car. That's once you get your set up and stuff, it'd be good. But yeah, go check us out over there on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on all social media platforms so you don't miss anything. But we talked about it last night. We're going to talk about it again for those that didn't hear it, and just to kind of go back and and revisit it. You know, I'll, I'll start real quick just with a few of my notes, kind of what I gathered from the game. I was obviously working it as a sideline reporter. Um, great game, man. Great atmosphere. I mean, it was electric. We we were encouraging the fans to, to bring that same energy that they had against Tennessee because that was already so impressive. It definitely carried over. And, you know, I was with O.J. Howard on the sideline, and it was his first time being back since he had, you know, left for the draft. And I think he said it's been about seven years. And wow. he was blown away, man. He loved every bit of it. I mean, he, he looked like a kid on the sideline just soaking it all in, man, just with the lights because he hadn't seen any of that. He hadn't seen the new locker room. He hadn't seen the lights. Um, and then just to have that atmosphere it was awesome. There's a lot of guys there. Sean Dion Hamilton, who's now coaching uh, with the Detroit Lions, was there. Uh, Isaiah Bugs and uh, Jameer Gibbs also there. You know, Lions uh, played Thursday, I believe. So yep. or that or they had a bye, whatever it was. Um, Pat Sertain was there. So a lot, a lot of guys were there. Big Nudie was there. Uh, Reggie Ragland on the sidelines. So it was, it was a lot of fun on the sidelines. But with that being said, man, great game. You know, offensively, uh, you know, offense did our thing, right? We, we, we did our thing. I got to give credit to Tommy Rees. I really like the game plan scene. Uh, the things that he implemented, I, I, love, I love seeing Kendrick Law uh, being in there, you know, put him in the backfield, getting him, you know, in motion, getting him on movements, put him on the perimeter, doing things, the pop passes. I love seeing Jalen Milrow with the rollouts, uh, the, you know, zone reads, RPO game, uh, quarterback design runs, right? 
uh, all the all those play calls to me um, were very effective. I liked the game plan. It looked like it was suited to Jalen Miller without taking too much away from our offense. We were very balanced. We were able to run the football very effectively. Look, man, I remember in the fourth quarter, the game went even over, and uh, I was talking to Eli on the, on the call, and I just look up and I realize we've got like 280 rushing yards, man, 280 yards on the ground. Obviously, over half of that uh, was attributed to Jalen Milrow's legs, and, uh, and, and part of that wasn't even quarterback design runs. It was him naturally escaping the pocket, seeing an open lane and taking advantage of it. Something that we had been yearning for, knowing, hey, man, you've got this special gift. You have this athletic ability. Take advantage of it, right? He looks so much more poised and confident in knowing that, hey, if something's not there, I'm going to take advantage of it. Because that's what Jaden Daniels was doing. And we'll talk about that, too. But that's exactly what he does. And that's what helps their offense be so, be so effective. And so that's uh, something that we saw for our offense, but you got to tip your hat to the offensive line. You know, we, we definitely, you know, you know, tell the truth about them. And, and But look, they've been improving each and every week, and I thought uh, they played extremely well in this game. You know, Tommy Reese has still been going to the chippers, helping out a young left tackle, something that, you know, we were questioning why we didn't see that earlier. Well, now we've seen it in uh, the last couple weeks, and it's been very successful. The, the pocket has been a lot cleaner, in my opinion. But most importantly, these big guys are finally getting that movement that we expected to see going into this season, right? There's a reason these guys are big and physical. Now we're seeing that type of movement. The running backs were hitting the hole, right? You know, it, it, it looked like an Alabama offense for sure, in my opinion. And it, it definitely um, was well suited for Jalen Milrow. And, and that's what you get out of a guy like Jalen Milrow. So I got to throw this out there. All these people that want to jump on this bandwagon now and talk about, you know, oh, Alabama's this, Alabama's back, all this Look, if you didn't have that energy week two after the Texas game, then we don't need that now. That goes for people on the outside, the sports pundits, even some of our own fans. We've been trying to tell y'all, and I hate being that we told you so guy, but this is what we have been trying to say. This is the type of player you had uh, you have in Jalen Milrow, right? It's just about letting the team take shape and getting things suited to him and his ability and the rest of the guys, right? We're finally starting to see that. That's why I kept saying, be patient. These things take time, right? Teams take time to mesh and gel and take shape, right? You don't necessarily know when it, it could be week five. It could be week seven. Sometimes it's later on it. But at the end of the day, it takes time, especially when you have a new offensive coordinator, a young new offensive coordinator. And Tommy Reese, Kevin Steele is quote unquote new. I know he's been here before, but he's returning, right? So he's got to restart his chemistry with the guys. You got to put all those factors in there. Things take time to develop. We're now starting to see that stuff develop. And now Alabama sits atop the SEC West. They're doing things that a lot of people didn't give them credit for going into the year. There's a lot of people saying, oh, they're going to lose to LSU. Texas A&M is going to, you know, beat them when they travel there. All these things. But this Alabama team is really taking shape. So I was really impressed with the offense. Um, they definitely did a really nice job in the game. It was really balanced. Jalen Milrow, 219 passing yards, 288 rushing yards for the offense. Uh, he, I believe, had about 155 himself. Uh, set a rushing record for touchdowns, I believe, with four in the game for a quarterback. Yeah, for a quarterback, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, for so 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 many uh, positives uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, and no turnovers, right? Didn't throw any touchdowns. Yeah. Had that one that he kind of airmailed, got a little excited just with that strong arm, but, you know, ended up running it in, so no worries there. But um, really good performance offensively. I like the play calling, so uh, got to give them an A, in my opinion, on the grade. Then defensively, real quick, and I'll spin it back to you. Um, Look, man, first half wasn't the greatest, right? Um, it, it really just was uh, – uh, the story was Jaden Daniels just escaping the pocket and really just having a field day running all over the place. And that's why I asked Coach Saban, uh, which people reporting on didn't say I, it was me that asked him, but 
Yeah, I asked. I, I knew he was going to be hot heading into halftime, but I was like, I'm sure people get tired of the same old, you know, thoughts in the first half. I was like, I'm going to ask him about it because I'm curious, you know, how important is it to stop Jaden Daniels? Because I know how important it is. I want the listeners out there to know. So I'm glad I asked him because he gave a, a very honest and authentic answer. Like, you got to stop the guy. He said that they were using spies early on. I didn't necessarily see a traditional spy. I'm assuming they were using the off-ball linebacker, whether it was, you know, Deontay Lawson or, um, you know, Jihad Campbell at times and uh, uh, was Tresman Marshall, right? But it, it just wasn't really necessarily working, right? But you got to tip your hat to Jaden Daniels. He's just a phenomenal player. This, you know, There's you can nice. do a lot. He's going to, yeah, he was nice. He's going to make some plays, but he was making way too many for my liking, right? The touchdown of Malik Neighbors, I was a bust in the secondary. Uh, Jalen Key was supposed to have some support on the back end to help Malachi Moore out. You know, he got kind of brought up early on, and then, you know, Malik Neighbors got behind him. But that being said, that second half was a different story. Those guys went into the locker room. They made the proper adjustments. Coach Saban said after the game, they started bringing more pressure, playing a little bit more man, and uh, it was a lot more effective. They they oh. they held this explosive LSU offense only seven points in the second half, a shutout in the fourth quarter. Um, people talk about Jaden Daniels getting hurt. I mean, honestly, Alabama was in control of the game at that point anyway. Dallas Turner, well, they came up with some big stops, uh, getting the ball back that led to a touchdown in the second half, taking the lead. Next drive, Dallas Turner gets a tip. Uh, Terry on Arnold with the interception, who had a phenomenal game, man, was sticking to those guys like glue. Um, so overall, you know, the defense turned it around in the second half, which we've seen that throughout this year, you know, that we've been a second-half team. And that was, you know, that was the story of this football game. You know, coming out in the second half, doing what we need to do and taking care of business. So um, a lot of positives out of this game. Uh, to me, it was a statement game. Again, you're going against the top offense in the country and holding them to only seven points in the second half. And, um, you know, again, Jaden Daniels, just tip your hat to him. He still had a really good game and, and um, just a phenomenal player. But our defense really showed up in the second half, and that was that was huge. And, again, you know, obviously you've got to pay respects to the offense. Tommy Reese, those guys had a phenomenal game as well. So now they sit atop the SEC West. they got to travel to Kentucky beat those guys and I'm pretty sure then they solidify it and then they'll be in Atlanta but one game at a time but overall those are my thoughts and I might be forgetting a couple of things and I, I'm sorry I took up the rest of this uh this break there's just so much to unpack so I'll let you open it up and uh roll with it in the second uh second portion but with all that being said man really impressed with this football team I'm proud of them I love the progress that they've made every single week and uh, like I said we we've known since the beginning of the season the potential that this team has and we're starting to see more and more of that potential each week so i'm really thrilled for the guys i'm happy for them and uh i'm just hoping we can carry this momentum and progress into next week uh, or this upcoming week as we take on kentucky on the road against mark stoops and that kentucky team so uh that was my that was my summary of this past weekend Dang, did I lose you? I was talking so much. Well, I'll go ahead and send us to break because it's about no, that time I, I'm, anyway. I'm so fucked, but no. no, you're good. You're good. I, you're I, good. I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up your breakdown, so I just shut up at your roll. But we'll hit the no, time out real quick. Come back, phone calls. I'll give you my thoughts on the game. Then we'll do phone calls, and uh, we'll go phone calls the rest of the way of the show. How about that? So we'll sounds do that. good. All right, we're sponsored by Good Friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Again, get lined up, 205-342-9904. We'll take your calls. I'll give you my brief summary. I'll keep it probably a couple minutes there, and then I'll let you roll. I know people want to talk about what they witnessed on Saturday night. And at the end of the show, I'll give you my um, my gripe, my Monday gripe. 
You don't want to miss that either. This is the Middle Sage on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sport Plus. 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Back in a moment. Join Tide 100.9 this Friday from 12 to... This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mild afternoon with a good supply of sunshine. The high today, 77. Tonight, fair with the low at 53. And the weather stays dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Edge on the Tide, 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Corey Miller, the pastor, playing alongside Christian Miller, two-time national champion of the Crimson Tide, and captain. Yeah, he just broke down, gave you his breakdown of the game on Saturday night. Real quickly, I'll delve into it just a bit. Uh, again, great win for Alabama. Great win across the board uh, in all phases of the game. I guess if I had any little negative, it would be the Will Riker, who's setting records, right? But he missed two of his only two field goal attempts. Um, but other than that, everything got was pretty pretty clean, except for the defense. Uh, again, on those uh, quarterback runs, escaped out of the pocket. I mean, there was nobody near. So when Christian asked Coach Saber a question before half or at halftime, uh, he talked about the spy, and I didn't see one. I mean, it could have been a spy uh, up there, you know, in the sky somewhere. It could have been a spy, uh, you know, on the top of the stadium. But there wasn't a spy I found could have been the a, a spy on the sideline wearing Michigan gear. Who knows? It could have been a spy on the sideline with a you know with a Central Michigan hat on or something. But I didn't see one on the on the field stopping Jaden Daniels. I tell you that. So uh, I love to see that scheme. I'm gonna go back and watch it uh, and give you something better on tomorrow. But I didn't see your traditional a spy uh, on the field. But nonetheless, uh, what I'm more really happy with is the adjustments uh, that Kevin Steele and and, uh, T-Rob continue to make at halftime the defense against shutting out Tennessee a couple weeks ago, uh, not giving up nothing in the second half and only seven points to this high-powered offensive LSU was just 
I mean, the adjustments have been amazing. And that's what you got to do in games. I mean, because you don't know how teams going to attack you. You prepare, you get to your game plan, and sometimes things are different, and you give up some plays, but you have to go. And sometimes you got to make those adjustments on the sidelines. You know, they got to be right there uh, with the board. You got to change some things on the sidelines. But in this case, it's been the halftime adjustments. That has been great. So kudos to the defense uh, of Alabama making those adjustments. Uh, again, that first drive, they did give up uh, uh, more plays to Jaden Daniels uh, when they went down and scored, but then it was all Alabama after that. So, listen, when you're playing a, a great offense, you're going to give up points. You're going to give up some plays. And I think what, what Alabama was doing, the, the reason why you have this much room for a quarterback is how they were playing. They were having some three-man fronts. They were going four-man traditional rush. Guys wasn't getting there. The guy had so much time. The, the cornerbacks, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terion Arnold, did an outstanding job. The, 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 the safeties were great. I mean, the nickelbacks were great. Uh, they covered up the back end. I mean, even though neighbors had a big game, but for the most part, they did their job. And then those guys running with their backs turned, the quarterback now gets out of the pocket. I mean, they had great things set up. They were running twists and stunts. And then, you know, when you ask your defensive tackle to be the loop guy, Right when you run your defensive end, ENT, that's end tackle stunts where the end comes inside. You try to get penetration that C gap. The, the tackle sugars, what we call sugar, uh, he, he steps to the guard and may hold him for just a moment. Then he loops around. It worked. They got the pressure right, but then now you got your tackles. The bad thing about it when you got an elusive quarterback, the tackles now have. They weren't just they weren't fast enough to get outside. So now Daniels gets on the outside, and you got a, a whole nother problem. But the way you, did, you 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 take that away from these guys is you blitz. And I was yelling and screaming at on our cigars all night. Blitz, bring pressure. You got a good secondary. That that pretty much the strength of your team is on the back end, right? You got to put them on an island. Sometimes you got to say, hey guys, earn your bag. Go get your money tonight. And we're going to bring pressure. You can't let Jane Daniels, quarterbacks like Jane Daniels, sit in the pocket. I hate those uh, three-man rushes. They're terrible, right? I hate it because now guys are going to get open somewhere. Now he starts scrambling around, and the hardest thing you ask a defensive player to do is lock, find the guy that comes into your space and your zone, and then tell him to lock, right? Somebody's going to get open. So that's what they did. They adjusted the second half, and they started to bring pressure, and I was clapping so much. So great adjustment, great great uh, defense all around uh, for, for Alabama. And then Jalen Milrow, spectacular. I mean, he has a throw there where I think Isaiah Baum was open there in the flat in the red zone, missed him, but he came back and, and scored anyway. But four rushing touchdowns, the dude was, was just, I mean, he was awesome. He made some good decisions. He he started out slow. Those two sacks was not on the offensive line, by the way. Those sacks were on him because he held the ball and he kept just waited too late, and then he tried to run. He's done that a lot. He's got to still get processed that information and just be a quick thinker, right? Take off. That's what Jaden Daniels doing. Go. If nothing's there, go. And one of the biggest things that's happened to Lamar Jackson, it happened to Jalen Hurts for a while, it happened to these dual-threat guys where they hear the noise, where all these people are saying, hey, they're not pack, uh, pocket quarterbacks, they can't do this or that. And guess what? They, they overcompensate trying to be something that they're not. Don't ever lose your ability to be a football player. Don't ever lose that ability to go make plays, whether it's through the air or
folks, and now he's starting to get that. That's why the, the, those runs were amazing. When he decided to pull it down and make something happen, big plays happen. So I want him to get even more decisive on those decisions. Who cares? Who cares if people call you a running quarterback? Who cares? Be called a football player. I wanted to be called be called a football player, a guy that makes plays, a guy that understands the game. That's what Jalen Hurts is now. He's a football player, and yes, he can throw it. He can run it. He can throw it. So, uh, but overall, a great, great game for Alabama. Like I said, the, the quarterback runs negative, uh, the field goal kicking negative. Other than that, I thought they played a pretty complete game uh, because they yeah. matched LSU on, on the offensive side. Even though the defense were lacking, guess what? They came and matched them. They had to do that, right? So, and then the second half, it was an explosion. And then lastly, a great, great thank goes to Alabama Nation. Give yourself a hand clap. Yes, we say in the church, you deserve a hand clap offering because y'all have been, I'm, I'm telling you, it's been amazing, the atmosphere. Tennessee and LSU, you gave it back to them. We've been talking about this all year. Right since we've been on the radio together, we've been talking about this fan base needed to come come to life. Alabama traditionally is not a, a hard place to go play. I've heard it from coaches. I heard it from many players because the fans are just they sit back and on their hands and they they just got so used to winning, and they felt like you know the team don't need them. They just going to be uh, over talent everybody. But now you see what can happen when you have home field advantage. If you you have home court advantage. It makes a difference. And they got pre-snap penalties. Things happen. You showed up and you showed out. Nick Saban challenged you as well as his players. And, and man, you showed out. So give yourself a hand clap. It was a great game, great win. They control their destiny now. They win against Kentucky on the road on Saturday at high noon. Uh, they will be the SEC West champions. Probably going to play uh, Georgia or Tennessee. Well, still, some things could happen. Georgia got old Miss. And they got Tennessee, I think, back-to-back. So, Georgia's, Georgia's got some tough games coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, we'll see. Plus, they got some dudes hurt, too, uh, uh, last week in the game. So, we'll see what happens on that side and the east side. But Alabama right now sitting in prime position. Uh, and probably 90% chance that they're going to win the West. Um, uh, Auburn and Kentucky left on their SEC schedule, plus uh, Chattanooga. So, those are my thoughts. Love to hear from you. I know we've had people holding for a while, too, for Two nine nine zero four two five three three zero four. Well, I'm sorry. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Yeah, I was just I didn't know the area code. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four is the number. Or you can download the app. Right, I love the fact that you can ask your question on the app. Tie one hundred point nine. That's pretty cool. Leave it there, or you can voice it. We've heard that happen. Uh, a famous uh, producer, Justin Jones. You know, he's got women from the West Coast and everywhere leaving him messages on that thing. So you can do it as well. What you say? Yeah, well, real quick before we uh, head to the phone lines, I just want to throw this out there. I mean, Caleb Down, just got to uh, mention him. I mean, again, leading the team in tackles. I think he had 13 total tackles. I mean, this guy is so solid at tackling in space, and that's a big deal, man. Like, you, you know how important it is to have, you know, secondary guys that can come down and offer run support and secure tackles in space because a lot of guys struggle with that. You know, the receiver running back, they break that tackle. That's a lot more yardage they're gaining. But with a guy like Caleb Downs, man, he's so consistent um, in those open field tackles, man. He's just been playing lights out. I mean, this guy is arguably one of the best guys on defense as a true freshman. I mean, it's it's incredible. So I just want to mention that. And you know, the other thing was, uh, yeah, you're right. That was driving me nuts was 
uh, every time they go in empty, and we mentioned this, I mean, you got to have awareness, right? Quarterback oh, God, draw quarterback is coming, draws, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Sit down and play the draw, right? I mean, we do that drill all the time. You you got you to gotta be ready for that. Then lastly, um, situational awareness going into the half, right? Uh, I think it was Christian's story. He went for the, you know, the pass deflection, which we had about right. six of them in this game. The guys were playing great. Got to get the guy on the ground, right? You can't allow a touchdown in that situation. You can't have it. Now, luckily, you know, it worked out okay for us. But that was just another thing I, I forgot to mention, man. You, yeah, and I, awareness. Got to be, you got to be, you got to be a smart football player in that position. And the last thing, real quick, before I go to you or the calls, uh, I just want to say this: Alabama has outscored. Uh, if you tally up all the numbers, they've outscored their opponents in SEC West that they played in Ole Miss. A&M, well, not just SEC West, Tennessee's in here too. Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and LSU, they outscored those four opponents in the second half, 82-13, to 13, man. And that's a credit touchdown out of second half team and two checks. Two checks. Axel was making that point, too, that I was making uh, about the adjustments and things that they have done in the second half. But a uh, uh, great ball game. Again, we got the receipts of all you Jalen Miro people that said they couldn't, they couldn't win. I'm holding those receipts. I'm going to just hold on yes, to them. Yes, sir. Though. Uh, <laughs> Keep those receipts. Oh, it looks like we lost uh, Corey or Christian. Christian, are you back? Check, check. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I, 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 I didn't know if you lost uh, me or him. There we go. Now we're no, both we're not here. Lost. I wanted no, to we give, I wanted to give um, <laughs> Coach Tommy Reed some love real quick. And then we'll get to the calls because I know we've talked more than than um, and won't let you talk here. But Tommy Reese, I'm hard on coaches, and I'm fair though. I'm fair, and Tommy Reese done what I told him to do. <laughs> Tommy Reese has done what I said they should be doing. Right? If you go back and look, pull the receipts, guys. Quarterback on the outside, perimeter, half roll, pop passes, law, Prentice, right? Quarterback design runs, right? Quick throws on the outside, slants. Uh, I talked about the traps. You saw that they're pulling their linemen now. If you go back and watch it and take the receipts that I've said, they, this offense is doing everything to the T that I've been harping on since week one. This is what you do when you have a quarterback like Jalen Miller. And now we've seen what it can become. And they just scratched the surface, guys. That's all I'm going to say. To the phones we go. All right, let me get my uh, lineup back here. Uh, Jeff was snoring again, so he's gone again because we talked too much. Let's go. Who we got next, Justin? Uh, is it Ellis? Or I lost my place. We'll go to Tommy and Romulus first. Tommy and Romulus, go right ahead, buddy. You, all the only thing I can say is amen, amen. You called it. You saw Mama had a score over 40 points, and they scored 42. And I was worried about that part Friday because I thought we only scored 40 points twice the whole season. But you know what the <laughs> best thing was, Friday, I mean, Saturday night, after the game, it was a complete victory. I was satisfied. I didn't have to worry about, oh, well, we just hanged on my ID. And the best thing was the fourth quarter. When you kept the ball away from LSU for 10 and a half minutes to allow them, you got to leave. You're going to win the football game. Yep. And we did that. So yep. I am a happy Lord of Kemper. 
uh, <coughs> time for some Mississippi mud pie. That's right. Didn't have none Saturday, but we're going to have some in two weeks, I hope. So, well, I, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with us, having lunch with us on uh, Friday, too. Well, it was nice to y'all invite me. It was nice meeting your wife, Missy. And it was a yes. great time of fellowship and talking football and just about things in life. I appreciate it so much, guys. Thank you. We'll appreciate you, Thomas Ramos. You've been been such a supporter, and God bless you, my friend. Look forward to catching up again. And uh, roll, tide, roll. We're going to get you some Mississippi mud pie for that dub. You deserve that one. All right. <laughs> roll, tide, All right, brother. Have a roll good one. Tide, Tommy. Tommy from Ramos. Quick break. I'm, I'm not yep. going to say anything else. We're just going to take phone calls. Let's get out of here. I'm not going to be long. Jason, go to break. All your calls coming up. Right here on the edge. The Jason, middle did you just call him Jason? Jason, Justin, whatever, same thing. Man, hey, man, relax, man. You you on one. Look, well, real quick, you heard Tommy he mentioned Buffaloes. Wait, wait, you, he you mentioned go. Buffalo, so I got to say it. You heard the man. We actually ended up enjoying a nice lunch with Tommy. We invited him and uh, sat at a table with him for a long time and, and had some good food and, and had some good fellowship. So if you guys are interested in coming and hanging out with us at Buffalo's Cafe, you got one more opportunity. That'll be next Friday. Uh, the last home game uh, taking on Chattanooga so we will be live at Buffalo's Cafe so come hang out with us it's the last one of the year get game day weekend kicked off the right way with the Miller's Edge at Buffalo's Cafe but you can always go and enjoy the weekday lunch day special it was only $9.99 they include a drink they got bash night every Wednesday for $17.99 you don't want to miss these deals they got great food great service you don't want to miss out and it's the home of the Miller's Edge every Friday of home game weekend so, so Come hang out with us at Buffalo's Cafe Midtown Village or just go enjoy some really good food. You will not be disappointed again. That is Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. Now Justin, Justin, go to break. <laughs> there you I go. I like to call him Jason. It was a joke. The Christian takes everything serious. Jason Break, a.k.a. Justin Jones, back in a moment. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Justin Jones with the sounds of Michael Jackson. Beat it. 205-342-9904. Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. To the phone lines we go. We're going to beat it right over there. Pat in Tuscaloosa, you're up next. Go right ahead, sir. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Road Tide. Good morning, Pat. Yeah, man. I want to talk a little bit about my sweet Dallas Turner. Hey, they are talking bad about my buddy. But, uh, he's, uh, he's such a sweet guy that they, you know, he works in the nursing home on the O and he's off time. And, and, they, and they're talking like he's a dirty player. Man, I just can't understand it. Number one, I want my defense. I want people. I want the quarterback to be like a deer in headlights. I want Marcel Darius to come and instruct our players <laughs> on how to plant football players when they're tackled. What do you guys think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely want an aggressive defense for sure, Pat. I will say though, I just I don't want guys getting penalties that give the offense 15 yards. I know um, in the NFL, I'll take that here's my one. thing. It, look, it's not it, what he hit. The hit was not targeting by any means, right? The hit was legal. The problem is you can't pile drive a guy in the ground. I'm with you. I would love to to strike fear in the quarterback as much as possible, uh, but Dallas better be geared up to to dish out about thirty thousand dollars if he does that on Sundays. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's, but you make enough to pay that fine. Listen, that was perfect. That was part of my that, that, man. Hey, listen, whoa, whoa, that was brother, part of my brother. gripe. I don't care that, how much you make thirty thousand. I don't care about the money. No, listen, that, uh, that's fine. <laughs> you give it to charity. Somebody else will be blessed by. It. Listen, that's the way you tackle. That's the way he put his face mask right in the upper shoulder pad. No targeting. No targeting. These people are driving me crazy talking bad about this kid. That's the freaking way you play football. Okay, it was and you play. Yeah, picture perfect. And I said on my little video, I used that as teaching tape, right? He didn't duck his head. He didn't leave with the crown of his helmet. He ran through his target, and he took him down and planted him, right? And he, he's got a concussion because his head hit the turf. At any time, I've had many concussions. When you fall back and your head, back of that head, is something back there. When you hit it on that turf, it concusses you. And I was surprised he came back in the game. But kudos. You play this game. It's violent. If I can put somebody in the tent, I want to make you go night-night. Now, I'm not playing to hurt you, right? But if I can knock you out for two quarters to give my team the chance to win, oh, I'm coming at you. And I wish the rest of his teammates get more aggressive and start tackling. Look at Kool-Aid McKintree and some of these guys whiffing. They, I mean, Dallas Turner... He did it right. He didn't play dirty football. It was a clean hit. I feel bad for for Jaden Daniels, player. But listen, this is the way you play defense. I'm sorry. Yep. I want people to fear Alabama. I don't care how they fear them as long as they fear them. Right. You guys have a blessed day. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank Thank you, Pat. Pat. That's Pat. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's the way you play football. You know, I'm, I'm tired of all this. That was my gripe. And I'll say more about it. Let's get to uh, uh, Ellis. Ellis, what's up, buddy? I was looking for Ellis on Friday. Has anybody seen Ellis? I missed you on Friday. I, I apologize about that. I had uh, I had uh, I met up with uh, the bearded wonders and ate lunch with him. Oh, you uh, you chose follow over us. I get. I got you. Uh, I'm sorry. You chose file over. It's all good. File got the, the hookup in all the, the restaurants. I heard. That's what I hear on the streets. <laughs> oh, y'all. Y'all got the hookup, too, man. Uh, got to say hey to Tommy. I got to socialize with him some over the weekend. And uh, I think I've got a good friend right there from here on out. He's, a, he's an awesome man. Got to say that. Oh, no. Yeah, all you guys. Actually, what was cool, we saw Dr. Crystal showed up, who's uh, on our uh, YouTube channel. Um, And then there's several uh, listeners that don't call in that came out uh, to Buffalo Cafe and hung out. And they listen to the show every day. And they said, we never call, but we we love what y'all doing. And and they came. It was pretty cool. We had a great crowd, man. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, was there. They passed that tomorrow game. Uh... Loud wouldn't uh, that don't loud wouldn't work. Thanks the word for it. I mean, it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think it's one of the most funnest times and that I've had in a long time at a ball game was Saturday night. I, I lost my voice again. 
think twice this year I've lost my voice. I've really lost it this time, but it's it's all good. It was all worth it. Uh, you guys, you guys deserve a hand clap offering. Y'all, the, the fan base was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, they, you know, he asked. They, the players asked for it. You know, uh, I see where they had posted out and talked about it, asking for that to happen again, and we brought it. And they brought it the second half. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Milrow, I get tired of hearing people, well, he still can't do this. Still, people can't <laughs> never be happy. You know, be yeah, happy with yeah. what the young man is doing because he is playing a whole lot better than he was that first of the year. Oh, yeah. And now he's got the help of Tommy Reese with his play calling, who's again was phenomenal yeah. with his play calling, keeping LSU defense off balance. I thought it was great, um, and that just shows you the capability uh, that this offense had. They have playmakers on the outside too. I mean, they got a lot of playmakers, yeah. and I think that's going to start happening even more. You know what I mean? And and using those guys at receiver and tight end, they still haven't really used a tight end much, uh, so they got options there. I got to ask you a question. You know, since the second half of the Tennessee game, it's like they uh, they gave they told him to do it, do what do what you do, because he played Saturday night the same way he did the second half of the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. I mean, lights out. Uh, to me, I think they gave him more free to run. You know, and I loved it when he done that. But uh, yeah, they I mean, you, you got to have freedom. You got to have freedom, Ellis. You know, the player needs to feel free to to make plays, and I think they've they've unleashed for him to be a football player, and he, that just shows what he's got. He's got the legs to do it. Look, yeah, he's got it all. You know, he's got the legs to do it. He's got it all. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, he, yeah, yes. But uh, that one more thing, uh, the hit, Dallas Turner did, that's not no target. You know, no. that was, you know. Um, you know, and uh, I like it. I hope that more players will see that and start being more aggressive. Yep, we need uh, it. We're going to need it down the road in about four weeks. You don't want to really hurt somebody, but like you no. said, if you want to put somebody out for two quarters, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're out to do it. Well, yeah, it helps. Yeah. It, it, it helps. Definitely a different offense when he went out the game, no doubt about it. All right, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it, uh, Ellis. Good All to talk to you. We we'll hope to see you the next time. Roll time, my friend. Let's go to Digger. Digger, you're up next here on the edge. Go right ahead. Come on now. Nobody Let's go. saying it's target. Nobody's saying it's target. Dropping the passer. Is that legal or is it not legal? That's what I want to know. Well, they called roughing the passer. I think that that call was warranted, right. no doubt, though. Okay, now this nope. is what I'm going to say. This, and okay. I know you're going to get upset, but keep in mind, I'm a Texas Longhorns fan. I want you guys to win out. It may not look that much Okay? But I'm starting to see a pattern here with take me out, Turner. Roughing up the passer, knocking him oh. out of the game. Hey, who's calling the penalty? That's all I'm asking. Who is calling? It's the offense. The referee. And there seems to be a pattern here with Turner. Okay? Well, he's not your quarterback. He's not the Texas quarterback. No, no, no. That was great. Listen, if 
and try to quinn yours, take the shot. That's what you're taught to play football. I mean, that's just that's football one on one. When when are we gonna get to stop the seven on seven? To yes, it's legal. No, now it's up to, to it's up to the it's up to the referee and his discernment to make a call. I mean, his his head was legal. Yeah, you want if you want to call, say he was extra rough taking him down. So be it. When you're a defensive player, bro, you come into the cabbage patch or the briar patch, excuse me, you gonna get stuck, digger. You gonna get stuck. And, and that's football. Why are we this soft? This is our world today. We're soft. Everybody gets a trophy. Oh, he hurt the guy. It's football. It's SEC football. We are soft. Coaches are becoming soft. Players are becoming soft. I love the fact that that's old school football. Sometimes when my coaches tell us, take the 15-yard penalty. If we can get him in the tent, and we can get him on the sideline, and he get us the best chance to win, not trying to hurt him, but if I can get him out the game, so be it. I'm going to put this thing on you. And kudos to Dallas Turner. It was picture perfect, Digger. I know you're mad about Texas still, but you better be glad that you got him early. You better be glad you got, got Alabama early because your Texas team right now wouldn't stand a chance against Alabama, period. All right, Christian, yeah, well, Rick, I mean, I'll let you take us off. I was... I was about to say, yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, it definitely was legal. In the NFL, is that rough in the passer? 100%. But it is what it is. It's a football play. If you get a penalty, you get a penalty. You live with it. He's not trying to hurt guys. He's just trying to let them feel them. And that's what you want to do as a defensive player. That being said, it's been a fun uh, show with the Miller's Edge. Remember, check us out on YouTube where we will be going live probably tomorrow again. So make sure you follow us there at the Miller's Edge. Stay up to date with them. And I also want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Remember, folks, that fall weather's coming. I got, me, I got me a hoodie there the other day, too, by the way. He went and got his hoodie, so go and get yours right now at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Remember, anything Alabama-related, they've got officially licensed Alabama gear right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village, or you can go to alumnihall.com. Remember, Alumni Hall for the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. we got to get on out of here. Big news sports coming up next. You We're assault. This world is soft. Miller's Call us, you're soft, soft. <laughs> soft people. Right here on Tide 100.9. Soft, soft, soft. 30 a.m. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We will see you guys tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Philip.